And so they were walking past, and out of nowhere, I see this little cop. And I got to say, like, he's, he's, a, he's a tiny man. Okay. But I see a little cop, and the cop is looking at the guy. And and we're walking past, and I just I just snitched. I dropped the dime so hard. Yeah, was, I go, this guy's following us. This guy's following us, sir. It was, it was, tough. It was tough to see. It was tough to see. And I was like, wait, what did we just do? I'm like, we definitely could have taken this guy. Yeah. I'm meeting brunch with my people though The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast and we bout to eat it bro Fucked around and has to miss the lobster with the poutine Daddy is rolling blow dream, them boys got down a routine It's Naptown culture, cooking seven courses Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion So sit back, relax, grab a drink and a smoke It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes Whoa Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus Jane McKee. On the ones of twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last broke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan, everybody. Hey, there. And very special returning champion with us in studio. I've, is this your? Is this the second time on the on the Heart of Brunch Podcast? Not after brunch. We can't count those. So we might. Third? Second? I think yeah, it's second. the second. Yes. I think it's the, the second jacket. The second. But it's my fourth time being here. <laughs> yes. But yes, this is my second time on the oh, show. Oh, and you've been here before and didn't jump on the show. Yeah, I just came for free food. Oh, so I said you're almost ready for the five time jacket up there. I lied. You're yeah. not even oh. close. She's a two star jacket. Yeah, you got the two star jacket though, yeah. which is even more expensive. I'm closer than most people though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> What if, like, every jacket level you got that many jackets, too? We just have, yeah. We're just really bad at jackets. <laughs> You're going to give her two jackets now? Two jackets. Uh, friend of the... Well, I got to say, Cat from the Fake Ass Book Club, which is uh, one of my favorite local podcasts, and I had the uh, wonderful experience of being on it. Uh, y'all made me read a book. Uh, it had been a while. <laughs> uh, but you did the homework. I did the homework. It was very fun. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I also enjoyed being because I'd had you both over here on this show, and so it's interesting to see other people's like, oh, this is their setup. This is how they do things, and like it was uh, made it very comfortable. You had a little snack, and uh, uh-huh. and we had a little cocktail or a, a mimosa or something. Who knows? That was and, such a long time ago. And I gotta say, even for people that don't have food based podcasts. I love that kind of hospitality. And I think it's because of everything that we do over here on a weekly basis. When I go and someone doesn't even offer me like uh, something, something with the booze in it. You know, I don't have to drink it, but you know, like just the it's nice. Offer, the, the hospitality yeah. is it makes you feel welcome. I'm glad you felt that because we were so grateful when we came on here because you went all out. I was like, we can't have him on and have nothing. That'd be so rude. So, oh, yeah. so you, you kind of spiced it up for him. Yeah, we don't usually make a quiche for everybody. We usually always have, like, drinks for sure. But, uh, like, we don't always have food. We can't always get it together. But we're like, yeah. I've, I've eaten for free so much here. And real quick, because you have been on before, but just tell the people that maybe missed that episode uh, real quick about the podcast. Okay, so, yes, I'm one half of the Fake Ass Book Club, also known as the Fab Podcast, if you don't like to cuss. Um, this was my co-host, Moni's brainchild. She was like, we need to hang out more. And I agreed. And so we were like, let's do a podcast. And we decided to make it about books because we also need to read more. But we added the fake ass part because we don't have always have time to read books. Like we just reviewed uh, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. 
yesterday. Mm. Yesterday was Batman Day. Did you guys know that? Mm. Oh, that makes more sense. Why are those homeless people were following us <laughs> and scared? No, sorry. Were that, you in Gotham? Uh, it was just a weird day, like where like I felt like a lot of vil- like villainous people. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying homeless people, but villainous <laughs> people were following us, uh-huh. and they maybe they're trying to get Batman, like a Batman character, to come out. But anyways, that's so off subject. I'm so sorry. Not really. It was apropos because I brought up Batman. But yeah, so we just watched a movie because we didn't have time to read a book. But okay. I like to tell people last year we we record every week, every Wednesday, seven thirty. Check in. And we read, we recorded 52 episodes last year and we read 28 books. Oh, that's amazing. Nice. I think that's a good stat. So I'll be interested to see what, I'm an informatics major, so I always want to like see charts Mm, and numbers. And so I'll be interested to see like after in like 2023, how we do. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you guys have a really, like, it's a really fun energy, you know, because I feel like a, I feel like there's a possibility for a book club podcast to be very dry. Yeah, kind of stodgy. I think I'm really into like literature and art, which is seen as sort of kind of old and stodgy, which it's not like these are all things that should be fun. Um, I think a lot of time when stuff's pop culture, people look down on it. But Mm. even the fancy stuff we look at now, let's, let's take ballet, for instance. Ballet was like banned in Victorian England for being too vulgar. And like now it's the height of fanciness. So it was always like one of my predictions that in the future, like twerking is going to be seen as super classy, Mm. you know, even though like now it's seen as like, you know, kind of lowbrow, but it'll be a point where it's just like, wow, like who knows that there might be like competitions and you can like, Oh, there definitely are. Are there? Twerking competitions? I want to go to one. Let's go. You you sound like you're in the know. Like I'm not in that circle, so oh, just yeah. let me know. I, I, yeah. And I have another question. Since sure. you brought up Batman Day, mm-hmm. who is your favorite Batman out of all of them? Um, by far, uh, Lego Batman. Who is that guy? Oh yeah. Uh, was oh, it really? Will? Was it not Will Forte? Uh, Ar- Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting choice. I've never heard anybody say Will Arnett. I'm very unique. Like, do you have one? And so I'm supposed to see you have one. Mm. Uh, I think my favorite Batman we'll is uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, the oh. animated Batman. Yeah. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. yeah. Because he was on it, I think, technically the longest because he had like there was like nine years of the animated series. He did Batman. He did Justice League after that. He did Batman, Superman, and he did Batman Beyond. So he did it for like t- almost 20 years. That's solid. I can respect that. Dang, you guys are really pulling off that nerd knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Clooney. Probably Clooney for me. That's not bad. Because of the bat nipples? I like bat nipples. That was a very kitsch Batman for sure. I I always say that it always gets shit on. And I think that if you look at it from the lens of, I think Tim Burton tried to make a very dark Batman. And but what was right before then was like the 60s Adam West Batman. And I think Joel Schumacher was trying to he grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And I think he was trying to pay like uh, homage to that. But like if you look at it like like if you look at George Clooney's Batman, like a 90s Adam West Batman, then mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. it was entertaining. Well, I remember liking it at the time. Which one was the one Prince did the soundtrack for? That was uh <laughs> That was uh, the one with uh, Jim Carrey and. Um, Who was Batman? Wait, that's, are you talking about Seal? 
No, no. Oh no, the Prince. Sorry, Prince, Prince. did. Prince did the the original Batman. The, oh, did he? Okay, with Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton yeah. Okay, with Bat okay. Dance. Yeah, loved Bat Dance. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of Seal when she said Prince. Yeah, too. I was, I was like, wait a second. No, I like Clooney. Everybody craps on Clooney. I, I really because that was my first Batman that I saw, and then I went back with the Adam West, and and I'd watch the old TV shows. I think it might be worth a rewatch. I haven't seen it since I was a child, so mm. I think I'd like to go back and watch it as an adult. Christopher Nolan's Batman is the most entertaining, but go ahead. Oh, I didn't. Mine was Keaton. Well, yours is Keaton. Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah, yeah, those were solid. Did you watch Birdman? Uh, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, Birdman was, really was great. Good. Such a good movie. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I I uh, actually I really liked uh, Ben Affleck more than I thought I would. He's yeah. probably one like, of my. I think people were too hard on him. I actually did like Ben Affleck. Going into Affleck. it, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was uh, really, really skeptical of it. And then I think he was probably my favorite part of the movie. You know what? He didn't get a good Joker. Mm, I think no, that's the thing because there's no Batman without Joker. And when you don't have, because it's funny, none of us really mentioned, like, who was the dude? Uh, Christian Bale? Yeah, he was, yeah. Because he was decent. It was just his Joker was like, really solid mm-hmm. i think i think christian bale always tends to be in the top of everyone's answers so it's like it's kind of like the hack answer to be like mm-hmm. hey christian bale. i don't think he was he because even he admitted heath ledger overshone him mm. like that was the thing like mm. he he ended up not being necessarily the best batman because he had the best joker it's the best movie one of the best movies for sure but not the best Batman. cinematically there are sure. there are also some people that i feel play a better bruce wayne and then some people that play a better Batman because, um, you know, I, I, I really did like Christian Bale's take on uh, Bruce Wayne where he's just like, Bruce Wayne's just a rich idiot. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. he's, and so he's just like, yeah, Bruce Wayne would do that. Yeah. Bruce Wayne burn his house down. Who cares? <laughs> or like when he brings the models to the, yeah. they're like swimming in the thing and he's like, ah, I just bought the hotel. I'm just like. Oh yeah, that is a real dickhead thing to yeah, do. Yeah, really. it's very obnoxious. <laughs> it's I really, I sold, I believed him as a rich asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, like Michael Keaton, and I love Michael Keaton. I would never shit on Michael Keaton, but Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne was almost like, who is this guy? You're like the, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I want to, but I do believe by far the best Batman movie was Lego Batman. I mm. rewatched it yesterday. I'm like, this movie is pretty amazing. Okay, I'll have to check it out. You oh. haven't seen it? I haven't seen any of the Lego. It movies. makes me angry for some reason. I don't know why. I don't. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have children. So, but the Lego movies aren't even really for kids. I mean, they are, but there's there's so much deep. There's so many deep cuts in it that mm. it really was to me. I can tell there were fans who made that movie. That to me is always important. I like fan service. I know people feel a way about it, but I'm like, what's the point of being a fan if I'm not getting serviced? <laughs> That's what I really like. Um, this is getting really nerdy, but uh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, I started watching Lower Decks, and it's just all fan service. I love it, but it, it's just like it's it's really good, and it it's, is. it's it's really smart. What's really Lower well Decks? Lower Decks is the animated Star Trek show on Paramount Plus, and it's and it's basically it's just like they made a Star Trek show. To reference all the other Star Trek shows that aren't commanders, they're like, well, because yeah. it's the lower decks. Because we're not following the captain or the lieutenant oh. commander. None of the main characters. It's everybody doing the yeah. grunt work on the Enterprise. It's for like kids that weren't getting bullied enough. Like if you guys aren't getting bullied <laughs> enough, <laughs> we're gonna make this TV show. You'll be sure to be shoved in the locker. It's so great, they, and, it, and they can do all this stuff that Star Trek couldn't do because it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's okay. a full cartoon, and it's a uh, it's got a black lady protagonist. That's always fun. That's what. Uh, um, 
that's what got me bullied as a kid was I like, I was like an old school Doctor Who fan. Mm. And like even the kids that were into Star Trek, like even the nerds back then, <laughs> yeah. were like, "What the? What's Doctor Who?" Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, "No, it's this cool show that comes on once a week on Channel 20." Like, scrambled, it's yeah. Fine. Not everyone gets it. <laughs> like the station, not did everyone you know gets David it. David Tennant's coming back. Of course, you know I did. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Do you see that TARDIS behind you? <laughs> <laughs> also, you've already watched it and came back. I, yeah, I've, been, I've been I've been waiting a long time for That's this coming. We should have a, we should do a viewing party. I strongly agree. I always want to do viewing parties. Let's get all three people that are into Doctor Who in a room. Yeah. Well, no, I had in when I was in high school, I had a friend who was from England, and she put me onto Doctor Who because mm. she was like, she was really because it was huge over there. It was like well, one of the number one shows. Yeah, when I flipped mm. out because you didn't watch Lego Batman, that's yeah. how she felt when I didn't know who Doctor Who was. Yeah, which and makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I was, but there was no internet back then, so mm. it was more understandable that I hadn't seen Doctor Who than you haven't seen Lego Batman. When it's it, funny. I was gonna say. Every Christmas, Dyke tries to get me uh, to watch like a doctor. Like I, I don't realize. I always fall asleep during it. <laughs> but like, like last Christmas, like you started to show Doctor Who. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. And then I'm like, wait, I feel like I've seen <laughs> some of this before. He's like, yeah, you fall asleep every Christmas. Every to year, it. I put this on, and every year you fall asleep. Aww, that's a lovely tradition. But <laughs> I watched most of it, and I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I tried to make uh, Gwen, so like I made Gwen watch it and she sat there like tried to be on her phone. I was like, put the fucking phone away. You're watching Doctor Who. But then she made me go to a theater and see the Muppet Christmas movie. Oh, I love the Muppet Christmas movie. It was fun. It was very enjoyable, but I feel like. I feel like an hour versus two hours. I feel like you. I, she owes me another episode of Hers Doctor Who. More labor intensive. Yeah. for her, for sure. I get you know. Yeah, but the Muppets is, is is classic. They are. Yeah, I mean it was it was good and like, I also Christmas Carol is technically a time travel, you know, oh, show. Is. So mm. it's right in my wheelhouse anyway. It's definitely dimensional. Those um, ghosts were time lords. I wasn't allowed to watch the Muppets. The Muppets Why? you weren't allowed to? Even I was, I was in a crazy conservative household and I could still watch Muppets. Sinful Muppets? Yeah. Is it because their like, hands were up their butts? Because Is that of the what the problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, so, back now, looking back now, that was filthy. <laughs> I, I, I started that joke. I'm like, this is an after brunch. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was and curious. I didn't stay you, at all. Could you really not watch the Muppets? No, that's the. I just. I made an after brunch joke. Oh, got you. Sorry, guys. I was like, because there were cartoons. I was, I couldn't watch the Smurfs. I wasn't allowed to watch the Smurfs because of communist mysticism. Oh, wait, yeah. seriously? Because oh, of Gargamel? No, because uh, because of Pat Robertson's dead ass. <laughs> oh, wait, is he dead yet? Yeah. Is he for real? Yeah. Oh, good. So like <laughs> he, um, cause it was a couple things. Um, I couldn't watch My Little Pony cause mm. anything that had magic. Really? Yeah, anything mm. that had magic, he would just be like, that's mysticism and that's how the yep. devil gets your kids. Friendship and then and makes magic. them all gay. And so, yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I thought you were Catholic though. So Pat Robinson's the, on that weird. It's a crossover. Let me give you my origin story. Okay. okay. So I was baptized Catholic as a child. So the rules of Catholicism, once you're baptized Catholic, you're, it's like the mob. You're in mm -hmm. there forever. Mm -hmm. So I am. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I know you know. I'm a friend of ours. <laughs> but, but when I was four, my mom switched from Catholicism to evangelicalism. Mm. So um, that's how. You know, oh. so Pat seven hundred club. That's the. But he sold it to what became. TBN. That's what I like about Catholics is we're all just very 
we mind our business, you know, like yeah. Catholics aren't out there trying to make other Catholics. Oh, well, yeah. it's because it's been around for 2000 years. Like they're not as motivated, like uh, Protestantism. That's only Even about 500 years. So they haven't had time to get tired of it yet. Mm. So oh. for Catholicism, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's what we do. We don't make a thing about it. It's like Judaism. Judi- Jewish people don't go knocking on your doors like, you want to no. be Jewish now? No. It's like, no, they're just cool. Jews mind their business they and that's do. why I like them. But their, their <laughs> thing is 5,000 years old. They've had time to mellow out. Yeah, I don't like anything. I don't like Anything that tries to convert you, like I don't like telemarketers, you know. Like I don't like. Uh, it's like you come into my house and try to make me buy things. Yeah. Goodbye. I like no. If your religion was cool enough, you wouldn't be so thirsty to get other people involved. Whenever in it. anybody's doing anything that is good, you're just gonna ask. Like if you see somebody mm-hmm. and they look like crap, and then all of a sudden they look amazing, it's like, what have you been yeah. doing? And they're never like Catholicism. <laughs> it's like, huh, maybe I should start. It's like no. It's always like yeah. I started doing CrossFit. It's like I don't know what else. <laughs> Uh, so I, I feel like we lost a lot of the audience already talking <laughs> about, we, we went hard Sorry, in the nerd, nerd pain off I, I top. I kind of feel like everyone wants to hear about our pol- re- religious political views, <laughs> Batman and well, we Doctor went, Who. We went in order of importance. We, too. Did. we did. Batman, Doctor we Who. For sure, dude. And then Let's the Catholic talk about Church. something cool. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about, um, the theme of the day. Okay. Which is the tour to Coops. Yes. And I love the fact that you... Kind of agreed to do this, not quite sure knowing what you got yourself into. I feel like that's kind of par for the course. You agree to stuff, and then you're like, so what exactly is it that we're doing here today? I'm big on yes and. (laughs) I'm just going to... Well, you came down, by the way, thank you. You came down. You were part of the uh, last day of summer camp. Yes, thanks for inviting me. I had such a good time. You led a very fun activity, which was the coffee and canvas. Yes. And I've had a lot of people... That was the only thing that people wanted to do that day you know what I'm saying? it was like that was like the perfect amount of uh activity good i'm glad for the last day I'm and glad. having someone come in fresh on the last day you know like you weren't bogged down by the heat you weren't beat down you know like everyone else had been like through a war well i heard about the rave yeah um, i feel like that could probably take a lot out of you yeah um for sure you know because i you know because this was your first year doing it when you're going into a thing and you don't know what's gonna be mm-hmm. it's kind of like oh i hope no one hates me yeah <laughs> so after this so i'm glad it went well i hope i don't look foolish at the end of this yeah yeah but no you had a bunch of different um mediums mediums and a bunch mm-hmm. of different sizes of canvas mm-hmm. uh, you uh posed some fruit in a very suggestive <laughs> position <laughs> kind of knew my audience yeah, yeah, i feel like everybody would get a kick out of that yeah that's fun yeah and i mean there was just fruit right there yeah. and and classically that is what you're supposed to draw i mean in real life when i took a drawing class at heron like they had us drawing bananas mm. like they're they're hard to draw because of how they you know the the what are the dimensions and stuff like that so it I, it's technically classy and i'm standing by that yeah, yeah ph- <laughs> phallus fruits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you came in with like big art teacher vibes and it was, I was very going fun for bob ross oh were you I, but i ended up pinning the fro back i didn't want to be too intimidating but i noticed when i wear my fro out kids love it like kids mm. come up to me and stuff like that they are just so excited to see a fro so yeah, yeah. it was great i used to have the biggest afro at ben davis when i went there oh, see? and it was also was clout orange because yeah. i had bleached my hair but it was the only day the black girls would talk to me <laughs> 
It was really the only day black girls would talk to me is when I froze up. It was like I was invisible the rest of the year, and then I would throw up my hair, and they would all come by and touch it, and I'd get can like I, attention. Can I tell you something about black women? We love hair. <laughs> we really do. I've made a whole career out of it. I just love hair. Uh, but today you signed up for the tour to Coops, not knowing exactly what it is. I did. I just really learned what was going on today. Um, but the tour to Coops is something that was started uh, started by my friend Andy Andy Brake, who is a camp alumni, and uh, he owns the business Agrarian in, in South Broderpool, and they sell like urban farming supplies. Um, it's a great shop. But he decided to do this thing uh, about ten years ago called the tour to Coops. Where you go, and it's basically the Meridian Kessler tour of backyard chicken coops. Yeah. You, you go around, and it's a self-guided tour. Um, it's a, to some beautiful homes in, in the South Broad Ripple area. And uh, people... Okay, this is what you should have sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell, that? tell us how Dyke pitched it. Okay, so here's the thing. Me and Moni, we've been talking about, well, just generally being in the pod space, because most podcasters are men, and men and women communicate differently. Mm. So, like, for me for me and Moni, it's good, easy for us to plan stuff, because we're almost a hive mind at this point. So we're always like, men, we're like, boys communicate so differently. So, because I was trying to tell her about it, and I'm like, I don't know, there's something with a bike. <laughs> I need a bike. Um, and I, and also, too, it shows how much I trust you guys. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be, like, some fluckery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's only going to be so crazy <laughs> if it is. So I was like, yeah, it'll it'll be fine, whatever. But, yeah, having this website would have been great. And the fact that it's <laughs> it's chicken coops. Yes. And, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, what did he say? Okay, actually, because we when we were doing our podcast yesterday, and I was reading, we were doing the Patreon, so I just read our text exchanges. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no! And so on the air, on blast on the Patreon. And I'm just gonna yeah. do that now because it was actually oh, you're really funny. Him. You're roasting well, it's him. Not a roast. I like it's this. It's just literally funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, this Friday, September first, Dyke, do you have a bicycle? Me, sadly, no, I don't. He started that out with like, do you have a bicycle? Yeah, first okay. text, and then I'm like. Uh, and then I responded, sadly, no, I don't. And then there's just nothing. And then <laughs> I text back, no follow-up? Question <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> Just take a survey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it gets better. He's like, no, sorry, I was on the phone with Chase Bank. Uh, we have an idea for an upcoming episode of Harder Brunch that involves some bike riding. Have you ever heard of the court Tour de Coupes? I, I respond, I just Googled it. I could probably borrow one. I know Moni has a bike. Dyke. Mm. So it sounds like fun. I think the idea is to maybe meet up for an early podcast, then do breakfast in South Broad, Broad Ripple, and then do the two to Corp on Sunday, September 17th. We'd like you to be our returning guest and then ride with us. Me. That sounds awesome. Let me check with Moni. Now it's Monday, September 4th. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Dyke, he's like, did you secure a bike? Me, almost. I'm waiting for Moni to get back from Detroit, and I actually want to try before being filmed. I haven't been on a bike in over a decade. Dyke says, oh, they say it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Yeah. he's he's And that was yeah, there was a laugh break when I was on the pod. I was like, he's a professional comedian. And then I said, I feel like if anyone could, for, could forget, it would be me. And then he makes a joke about chasing. I say I'm scared. Now we're to this week. So it's like, hello, just following up about Sunday. Wanted to see if uh, what's up with for the next weekend. Uh, Monday, I didn't hear. Oh, that was Monday. And then Wednesday, I hadn't heard anything. So I text again. 
didn't hear anything. Now it's yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and he texts, sorry, lost my phone in Uber last Saturday. And then I put in parentheses in my mind, oh, like yeah. a bad bitch. <laughs> and then I just got it back. So I've been on Michelle week and yes, we're still doing it. Are you still down? And then we've still been trying. And I still didn't find out until what it was until just a couple hours ago. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I know exactly where the breakdown in communication mm-hmm. was. Mm. When you said just Googled it, yeah, that was I assumed that you oh. absorbed all the yeah. information. Yeah. No, of, it of was a Brazilian was. thing. What? When, yeah, when <laughs> what? I when I googled Tour de Coupe, it was like a bike thing they did in Brazil or something. Mm. So it didn't bring up the local thing. Well, it yeah, knows I'm international. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, yeah. But I think that for me would be the breakdown. Like, oh, they know how to read. They they figured it. They figured she it has out. a whole podcast bragging about how she can read. I think this is an important lesson to everybody. Everyone should know. Everyone has a different algorithm. So, like when I Google stuff, it doesn't oh. come up. What I Google doesn't necessarily. What comes up for me isn't what comes up for you. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the communication, Zach? I want you you to be the final judge. The first time I did tour de coupe, it came up with the whatever you came the Brazilian up with. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I spelled it C O U P E. I think I mm. did too. Yep. Oh, that's how I would spell because it. it's a play on, on the words, yeah. and you don't assume that they're talking about chicken coops. What I thought was interesting that the chickens was the selling point to you. That you were like that you heard bicycle ride and you were questionable, but then you heard we're going to look at chicken coops and you said <laughs> that's definitely a go. Well, because I want that's a chicken coop. Too. Oh, this is great! I love eggs. We had omelets today. Thank you for that. We had custom made omelets oh, for brunch. Makes, I didn't even get that. <laughs> I didn't even get it <laughs> until just now. <laughs> what? That's why like, you're, like, you're, only, you're only doing one thing, and I was like, yeah, we're doing. The, Right now. I thought you were just like, hey, like like things are we gotta move quick. <laughs> the quickest thing we can do is eggs. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine with that. No, I love eggs. Mm-hmm. I tried being vegan for a while and I had to stop because I missed eggs so much. Mm. Um so yeah, to me I would love to have fresh eggs every morning from a coop. And when the place I was working before, people I would hear the roosters in the morning. Yeah. Because I'd be like, wait, was that a rooster? And I'm like, we're not, I wasn't in the country. So I was like, this is, this is interesting. So yeah, I'm super into chicken coops. I'm not sure if they're doing it this year, but at previous years, they've done it where when you uh, buy your map, you get entered for, in a raffle sometimes to win a backyard chicken coop. Ah. And last, uh, not last time, but one time I went, I think maybe it was the last time I went, my friend um, uh, won that I brought. And then she was like, I don't know what to do with this chicken coop. And then she gave it to someone else. That's that's dope. I've also gotten super into Young Sheldon lately. And chicken <laughs> coops are like a big part of that show. Mm. So, yeah, because everybody sneaks off to the chicken coop to have secret conversations. Because mm. oh, no one likes being in there because it's like loud and smelly. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 also not. I think when, when you hear tour to coop, it sounds because you were like, is this going to be like a 100 mile bike ride? Yeah, or that's what my concern like, was. This is a easy breezy bar crawl or okay. like it's not a bar crawl it's a house crawl but we'll bring some beers okay. and um I, I mean it's never more than like a half a mile between, between okay houses. so i could probably because here's my thing i'm a runner like i'll run like three miles every morning like i don't mind like walking running but biking has always been we were tight we, we touched on this earlier at brunch like um a, a spot of trauma for me mm. yeah um, and why why would like, we i didn't hear the actual story I didn't tell it. You said save it for the okay, podcast, okay. and I did. I'm I'm very I'm very compli- I'm compliant. So the um, 
I was so I was the last kid to learn how to ride a bike in my neighborhood. Okay. Because I was scared. Like to me, it, and also I was the last kid in my class to learn how to drive. Like to me, moving going. I'm the opposite of Ricky Bobby. I don't want to go fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to me, it's velocity is scary to me because I think about you know stuff like that, flying over the handlebars. Um, I've, I I fall walking a lot. Sure. So, you know, whenever you add speed to it, it just gets kind of dangerous. And then there, my cousin, she loves the story of like her when I was in visiting family in Tennessee and we were outside riding bikes and my my grandparents lived on a hill. And so I wasn't I'm from Indiana. I'm not Mm. used to riding a bike on a hill. So I lost control. And then my cousins kind of swerved me into the cesspool. Oh. Also didn't know what a cesspool was because I'm I'm from civilization. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, so they ended and, and so I'm soaked. Um, my clothes are ruined. My shoes are ruined. And then I made the comment. I got these pants from Target because I use my own money. <laughs> and that just sent them into fits of laughter like you did just now. And then <laughs> to this day, it makes my cousin so incredibly happy to hear and tell that story because they and I was miserable and sad and covered in uh, sewage. Cess. Yes, cess. What is a cesspool? I mean, I've heard the term, but like. It's basically just a pool of shit. Okay. Like, it's something that when you don't, I mean, we can, we can get the right. It's bad. Oh, like a, it's like a, like a personal. It wasn't deep. It was a shallow one for sure. But because they were out in the country, it's a country kind of thing. Once again, if you grow up in a city, you're like, what the hell? It doesn't sound like of things of all possible things to fall into. Cesspool does not sound Mm -mm. good. It wasn't great. And then when I was learning how to ride a bike, I would fall all the time. Mm -hmm. So I just associate bike riding with pain. Well, Mm -hmm. we're going to associate it with having a fun time today. Okay. Okay. Um, We're going to make some new memories. We're going to make some new memories. And. Um, I think the combination of here's the thing we're going to pair it with something that you are interested in, mm-hmm. which is these backyard chicken coops. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you if you're already hankering for a backyard chicken coop, mm-hmm. we're going to go see the upper echelon of bougie backyard chicken coops. Wow, this is going to be the like, HGTV of yes, chicken coops. Yeah, this is this is this is, this ain't your mama's chicken coop. <laughs> Man, like these are people that are so into their backyard chicken coop that they want to show it off on a tour. They want strangers to come in. Like I'm a carnivore too. So I would also like to have like fresh meat Mm. as well. So I, my mom would tell me stories about my great grandmother who is from the country. And so when they wanted chicken, they'd Mm. have to kill a chicken and she'd like grab it by the neck and swing it over her head to break its neck. I don't think there's an animal I would much rather kill than a chicken. Like, like, Like if I had to, if I had to pick, I could feel like I could kill chickens and all day. And geese. I feel like geese are the biggest jerks out of all the mm. uh, birds. Chickens are close. Yeah. They're assholes. They <laughs> are. Like, they're not. They're just mini dinosaurs. I have to remember that. Mine's pandas. But like, <laughs> I. Endangered um, pandas. Those are the most delicious. So when you said chicken uh, tour de coup, I thought it was tour de coup, which in Haiti, when you spell coup, or is is coup? Mm-hmm. So I thought we were going on a tour of like overthrowing houses or <laughs> governments. So I mean, we sure. still can do that. That's I gotta say, uh, <laughs> one of the big bummers was there had a chance to take it in the chicken limo. So instead of bikes, a chicken limo is going to drive somebody around today to all of these. And I'm like, that could next year that should be us. <laughs> I mean, I I would have. I would have said yes immediately if it had been the chicken limousine and I didn't have to be on a bike. Well, I told I told Chris King about that. He's like, why don't we just buy one? <laughs> I was like, all right, that's your answer to everything. Yeah. Buy a chicken limousine? Well, like, pay for one. Oh. I feel like there's more than one chicken limo. 
I feel like they have multiple ones. So maybe one person won the chicken limo, but then we really be the other. I don't know. Maybe this for next year. We'll see how it goes. I, I can't wait to see how everyone's experience is mm-hmm. because I've had varied experiences over the years. So you've done this before? So I did it the very first year. And like this was back when I was like into right. Like I wouldn't even say into like I just I didn't have a car. So I was only riding a bike. Uh, and wait, who laughed? That was mean. <laughs> So I was like used to riding my bike from Irvington to downtown just for 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 travel to work. Mm-hmm. And so like what we did was we rode from downtown to uh, like the sinking ship and then we would have like a couple drinks and then like but we had, like started off drinking way early in the morning and then riding I mean all over town. So like riding from like downtown to sinking ship, sinking ship. We didn't get to like the place to get the maps until I think it was the last hour. Okay. And I had been talking the of this. I, I always talk this up to everyone. Cause you always have to kind of trick people into going a little bit. Sure. And, and these people were bike riding people, but they were just like, what are we doing? And so we didn't get into the last minute and I was like, I'm going to see at least one goddamn chicken coop before this day is over. And we're just all so drunk and so tired. And I remember we pulled up in this yard and like go into the backyard. And then it's just like, Yep, that's chicken. <laughs> and then on the way back, it felt like I was being tortured. I was like, this is so much. This is a, an hour bike ride back. Like, I wish I'd never done this. Uh, but then the next year we went, did it a little bit smarter and actually got to see multiple ones. And it's crazy the difference in people's houses. And like, there was one house where they literally gave you um, like booties to wear. You had to put them like slip over your shoes. Mm-hmm. So you didn't like track stuff in their yard. They were very particular. Sometimes people come and it's just like, uh, sometimes they'll have a cooler of beer. One very funny house served chicken wings one time. <laughs> that was, I thought was great. It's very apropos. That's in I, some of these chicken. I'm there. You guys are showing some different chicken coops. Some of these chickens mm-hmm. are living better than I am. Oh yeah, some of these will make you uh, probably angry. <laughs> some of the, yeah. the, the chicken coop houses. Oh, spoiler! I'm, um, I'm so excited to see this now. Um, let's so this a, will be your first time, Thad. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't do this. Okay, this is everyone's first time except for me. Okay, okay. So you guys are all on the first year experience, which is perfect. I feel like. Okay. Is this the thing that people only want to do one year? <laughs> and that you've drug, you have to drag a new crop of people out to every year? I call them suckers. <laughs> That's what I call them. You not, find even, not even your experiences. You haven't talked about a good year. <laughs> you you talked out. about your terrible first year. How you never wanted to come back. And then you had a better plan the next year. Um, well, let's take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back. And I'll tell you about the good times All on right. the Tour de Coops. Oh, this week on the After Brunch Podcast. Yeah. Y'all, y'all do a sleep study? No, I'm not, I'm not doing none of that shit. <laughs> what, if I put you, what if I do a sleep study on you? <laughs> yeah. And I sit perched over you and, <laughs> for two days with rudimentary tools. <laughs> <laughs> rudimentary? Like what? <laughs> I know what. Legal pad and headlamp. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'm going to take it's a like stenographer. Yeah, stenographer. <laughs> Join us at patreon.com slash harder brunch. Welcome back. We're talking about the tour de coupes. Let's try and talk about some of the good memories. Um, I've had really good days where it was a beautiful September afternoon and you get out there and there's something fun 
about riding bikes in a group as an adult. And I think what it is is because, like, when you're a kid, you just jump on your bike and go. But when you're an adult, it is a process. Like, you have to make sure. Like, I feel like when you're a kid, your bike is just always ready to go. It's it's always like you just jump on it and go. As an adult, it's like there's a lot of maintenance and you're, like, hidden fees. And And theft. Theft. And um and and then like you know we were talking about how do we physically get our bikes to where we need to be, yeah. and this and that and the other. But like there's something that when you get on, and then especially when it's it's a, just a leisurely ride, you know, it's like this is not going to be. Let's ride from uptown to downtown and doing a time trial. It's it's a few blocks at most, and then and then there's something to do and like kind of check off of a list. And then it, it there like there's a there's a game aspect to it, you know. It's okay. just like, okay, well we have this much time. How many chicken coops do you think we can see by the end of the day? Is that the goal? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then you know, and then it's like after you see the the first one, uh, then you're just like, okay, it it's gonna <laughs> register somewhere, you know. You're like, okay, the, I guess this is what the day is. But then you see the second one, and it's either better or worse than the first one. And now you really want to see that third one because <laughs> you're like, wait a second, is it going to be like a really cool chicken coop or a, a sucky one? A really sucky one. And then you're like guessing in your mind, and also it's, it's not just the chicken coop; it's also just to see the people whose house it is. Sure, like and who's what, keeping chickens? Yeah, what their house looks like compared to their chicken coop. What their attitude is about all these strangers coming to their house, and then like when you finally get there, and you're like, man, we put a lot of effort into doing this today and then you're just standing in a stranger's backyard and you're just like yep that's a chicken coop (laughs) i think my goal is to one day just to be on the chicken coop line i feel like i would like that like just to be a host Mm -hmm. yeah because this is the kind of thing i like like i do like people but i like the idea of not them not staying too long Mm -hmm. and being outside yeah i mean i I so one year when I had my food truck, we were a stop on the thing, and it was like oh. we made like an egg burger. Nobody really came by. <laughs> like I think we, I think we had like ten visitors all day. I love an egg on a cheeseburger. It's so good. It is. Um, I like there being like one angry guy that like there's no chicken coops here. <laughs> I told you to take me off the map. <laughs> just throwing eggs at people. <laughs> but we did it some some years where we just made it like a full on. I would really sell people on the bar crawl part of it, okay. you know, and I'd be like, hey, we're going to we're going to meet at the singing ship and then we're going to have some drinks and then we're going to go to this place and have some drinks and then we're going to do some backyard chicken coops and then we're going to go to this place and have some drinks. And they're like, wait, what was that part in the middle? And I was like, don't you worry. We're going to be so drunk. It's going to be so much fun. See, I'm going to do like an art crawl, mm. like go to different galleries yeah. and get hammered. What were you going to say, Zach? How many of these have you gone on? What year is this? And can, including the ones that you like participated in, like where a stop. I honestly only think maybe five. Oh, okay. Well, that's a lot. That's still quite a few. I mean, I did, I did, I definitely did the first. The first one was rough. I definitely did the first one. There was the one that I worked. There was, I feel like one or two where I had like a big actual like group, and then like the last year was just like Chris King and 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 me and Rizal. And um, and then I haven't done it, and obviously COVID and stuff like that. I hadn't hadn't done it in a number of years. That is awesome. That B- is. Baba Yaga house. Oh, I just because a lot of these are like, oh, I just want this tiny house in my backyard. Yeah. Um, the ones that Casey is showing are these ones in Indianapolis or are these? No. Okay, these are just random coops. Okay. Wow. Wow. 
But yeah, I, I think it's going to be real fun, and I feel like there's something silly always happens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I said yes. This is the beauty of yes and. Like, sometimes it's terrible, but then sometimes it's great. Never with Harder Brunch, though. It hasn't no, been terrible. I haven't had any bad surprises here. I think. <laughs> no, it's been good. <laughs> that's good. That's that's the seal. Well, and you went on to the, your podcast, and you guys did a live stream, and you were talking about what a great time you had, and then you guys talked for about five minutes about how you did not get uh, sexually harassed when you came over here. It's extraordinary. Uh, I was like, man, the bar is set very low it's, for us. Isn't it's it? in hell. Like basically, everything is just about um, you know avoiding sexual assault. Well, yep. I feel like having a bicycle will really help with <laughs> that. Get away yeah, from you attackers. Just, you, could just, you could just jump on it. Yeah. I feel like speaking of speaking of being assaulted, uh, <laughs> Thad really buried the lead on this story from yesterday. So let me let me tell you from my my angle what happened about okay. he was he, he referred to it as a Batman villain, which oh okay yeah okay. made more sense to me, but it was a weird setup to the thing. Okay. So, yeah. So we were going out for breakfast yesterday, and Thad just kind of drove towards downtown, and we just started talking. And then we get downtown, and he's like, so where are we actually going? And I was like, I, I don't think we discussed that. And then we see the street festival, and we see a bunch of, like, different, like, Latin American, like, food trucks. I saw that. And we were like, oh, that looks, let's stop here. So and, it was a lot of balloons. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I believe it was the uh, Fiesta de, del Plaza or something. Oh, yeah. And, which makes me think that it was a lot of white people that put on this thing. Maybe. Um, there's, a lot, there's white Latinx people. But well, it was a lot of Venezuelans dancing, which I, I tend to enjoy. Well, they they had some they had some uh, some authentic uh, dancers, okay. And but they had a lot of really good food trucks uh, lined up, and I was like, they had a Venezuelan food truck, the Mexican food truck, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some good food here. Gosh. And so we go up and um, we got some like beer tacos, and like we went and we're they they have these kind of like art displays down there, and we were kind of sitting on one eating our eating our breakfast. And then uh, we're kind of finishing up, and I see this guy coming. He's, like, walking down the path, and he's just, like, screaming at people, you know? Just, like, and I, I watch him, like, scream and then, like, obviously disturb a few people. And then he kind of smiled to himself, like, <laughs> got him, you know? <laughs> and, like, he's walking kind of, like, directly, like, going to, like, intersect with us. And so I'm just watching him now, like, oh, this guy's going to be a, some sort of issue. Uh-huh. And, like, Thad has his back to him. And Thad, for whatever reason, he just got done eating. And he pulls out his wallet. And he pulls out, like, and it's like a 20 wrapped around, like, a 10. <laughs> uh, no, uh, and, that was 100, my guy. And, that was 100? Yeah, because, yeah. It was, it was a, 600s. It was, it was 100. All wrapped ra- together. It was 100 wrapped around a 20, which makes more sense now because this guy all of a sudden <laughs> turned into like <laughs> Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh. He he just saw that money and I saw his, his eyes turn as big as saucers. And then he just started walking towards Thad. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at him in the eye and I'm just shaking my head like, nope, don't do that. And then he just started. And I was like, hey, Thad, like, let's, let's start walking. And then the guy just started following Thad to the point where it's like Thad stop. Thad's walking. This guy's following him, and I'm following the guy. And we're just kind of walking, and I'm just like trying to like I'm trying to motion to Thad to like pull off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like Thad would like stop and pretend to tie a shoe or something. And the guy would just stop and just wait. Oh. 
Oh, that is right beside and, me. Yeah, and oh. and then it was I even just, went backwards a little bit. He came a little bit back. Like, and, oh. and then we started like being ridiculous where we pretend to go into another food truck yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. And then he would wait in line with us. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. At this point, I'm like. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted your number. I was like, either this is going to become like. Maybe he thought it was romantic. Either this is going to become like a physical altercation or it's at very least going to become a loud argument or something. Could y'all fight him? Like how big was Oh, yeah. That was oh, the other okay. thing is like either broke. one of us would have been fine okay. by ourselves. We would have broken him. So <laughs> it was it was more. But here's the here's the. <laughs> <flip. laughs> You're Batman and Robin. Here, here's, here's the flip side. Like I understand like. If you were like physically intimidated, that that's a one complete story. But the other side of that story is me thinking through what that looks like. I was like, oh, three black guys getting into a fight in a public place. Oh, at the Latinx like, restaurant. Yeah, and like, who's the good black? Who's the bad black? <laughs> well, you know? obviously you. You're the light one. Well. Sorry, <laughs> 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 Casey. That ends up getting shot. <laughs> the homeless guy goes through. <laughs> oh, my God. Shouldn't have been so dark. (laughs) You made things confusing. Yeah. So I'm just kind of thinking about how bad this can go. And not like this is like a effect. There's kids around and stuff. And so like it walking it, but it's, (laughs) it's getting suffocating. You needed Batman. It's yeah. It's getting suffocating the, like how close this guy is. And how the how much he's just how he's acting. Yeah, it was yeah. it was aggressive. And so did, did he give you like maybe addiction vibes? Oh yeah, I mean he gave I me mean, he gave me um, mental illness vibes for sure. Sure. Um, like like I I didn't want to get bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. For sure. It would have turned. <laughs> and so then we're walking past, and out of nowhere, I see this little cop, and I gotta say, like he's he's a, he's a tiny man. Okay. But I see a little cop, and the cop is looking at the guy, and and we're walking past, and I just, I just snitched. I dropped the dime so hard. Yeah, was, I go, this guy's following us. This guy's following us, sir. It was, it was tough. It was tough to see. It was tough to see. And I was like, wait, what did we just do? I'm like, we definitely could have taken this guy. I mean, I'm not necessarily pro snitching, but I'm pro staying alive, well, and not causing a scene. If this was, you know. Given the if this was a Venezuelan man, I would have felt better. <laughs> if this was a white man, I would say I feel like better. it was the lesser of two evils. It was another of us, black like, man. Just, yes. If I was just housing a guy at a fucking yeah. festival, and and all the cop did, I would say this is he asked him to cross the street, good. and then the guy kind of went off crossing the street cussing. It didn't feel good what I did, but then the but I the, like it because it's better than you calling me from county. No, it gets being worse. like, hey, we're gonna have to reschedule. Yeah. Um, thanks for accepting the call first. Right. And then, like, yeah, we're going to have to reschedule because well, it gets worse. I'm in City County. Oh, it's not over? <laughs> no. Oh, no, it gets no. worse. Because I'm already like, oh, we just snitched it up. Because I'm thinking, I'm always like, that could be me traveling in the future. <laughs> sure. I'm like, did you just snitch on future me? Like, I'm down on my luck right now. I'm just trying to. Like on Dr. Wait, are you going to rob yourself if your like future you? I mean, I think of if this future me was like, hey, you got $100, this would really help us out in the future. But would you have said anything or would you have lurked for like three? Well, I would have like, like pulled it. Like I'd wait till we got off to the side. I'm like, hey man, I know I look a little bit different and disheveled, and like you I know, know I have a new body. Yeah, like I'm very skinny. But like, if you give this this hundred dollars, you can change. Like you can change time. But anyways, go ahead. So the cop comes so back up to us. Yeah. So like I, to me, the thing is done. The guys crossed the street. 
Like we're we're on the way to our car. Like everything's like it's over. And then I see the cop coming back up to us, and I'm just like, what now? Like I, this is done. Like the, like there shouldn't be. And I'm like, are, like I'm thinking immediately, like, are we in trouble now? Like what? And the cop comes up, and he was like, uh, he was like, uh, he was like, thanks for reporting that. And then and then just kind of sticks out his hand, and I just out of just you know. So for about a minute, Dyke is on the corner with this cop <laughs> shaking his hand. And this guy's shaking Dyke's hand like he saved his life. Like he was the old captain. Like, hey, you taught me everything I know. And I'm like, dude, if someone takes a picture right now, we're done. We're done. Hardest snitches. Yeah, why are we shaking hands? In this story, I like to think that it, it's it's what Batman should have done, which is cooperated with the police more. <laughs> like that was Commissioner jo- Gordon, basically. Yeah. And that was... Um, it was his nephew. He was so tiny. <laughs> he was so tiny. It was like... Because it looked like we were setting him up to get beat up. Wow. <laughs> like the cops, like, you can't just take him yourself. <laughs> Anyways. I think this was a hor- heroic story about you surviving a stalking yeah. incident. I'm not anti-cop. I'm not going to lie. I didn't look... Ba- <laughs> That's a good I thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Can we clip that? Uh, yeah, I'm not anti-cop either. Uh, I, I think didn't, there should be more. I didn't... I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. like law enforcement. I think they need a new rebrand. That's what I think. I think we should stop calling the police, calling them the police, because that word is a little tainted now, and they're just law enforcement and constables. I always like that word better, because mm, yeah. it just sounds... Constable, constables is better. What about is. Bobby? Just call them Bobby's. No, that's yeah. for the dirty British. I'm not anti cop. We can steal their sci fi, but we're not taking up their law enforcement yeah. stuff. I'm just kidding. I love the. I'm not anti cop. I'm I'm anti system. Okay. I mean, we'll we break it down to... a little bit later. <laughs> no, don't say something you think sounds smart. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I, I, I could back that all the way up. No, I want it. I want. I want them to rebrand. I want new. Actually, because I want to. I want to rebrand the U.S. It's a little tainted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I think we need new. I don't like two primary colors together on one flag. I think we need to pick one primary color, so either red or blue, and then just um, kind of we, we just need a whole new. We need a new branding document, basically. For You're the trying country. to reboot the United States a of America, bit, like just kind of a. <laughs> I mean, just we need to, to- yeah, just kind of like a refresher. It's been over 200 years. Mm. We need to just kind of, you know, revitalize her a little bit. Well, I will say this. This is one of my most interesting things of, like, the summer of 2020 to me was, do you remember the Chad the in uh, uh, Oregon or in, um, what is it, Washington? Like, it was in... Um, it was out by, C- by Seattle. It was called like basically there was like a block that was taken over for like yeah. six weeks and they called it the Chad. It was like uh, all the police left the area. A little bit. You know, it was 2000. There was a lot 2020 happening. 2020 was a wild There, there was a lot happening. So like there, was, does, there was this basically yeah, it was like there. a neighborhood that well like everyone in it was said no police police have to leave like the people took over a police station oh. and they pushed the police this had out to be white people yes mostly okay. no but there was there was some here here's the interesting part okay um so they took it over and this was during all of the defund the fuck the police defund yeah, the police I, all this stuff yeah. occupied this Whatever. that and so they push everyone out right and they take over and they basically were running it as an armed militia for like two or three weeks and within two weeks this 
peaceful protests had started their own armed security force mm-hmm. and they shot an unarmed black teenager of course of course they did and so it just it just really shows that like there's like a power vacuum and then like at the end of the day a black teenager is getting shot Shot still <laughs> wow i yeah maybe you're right that we have to rework the system that's all just, i'm saying well, i i think that is i think that you're right because if you're upholding a system that is already corrupt you then become corrupt yeah i mean like that's, the that's stanford system what, prison system does anybody i mean we're not cool i'm just gonna keep Experiment. talking about nerd stuff did anybody watch foundation or read it like the Isaac Asimov book. Oh, the one that's on Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah, I but mean, you know watching it, but I haven't read it. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a book. Well, I'm just saying. I, I don't I'm know still if the getting listeners... through Dr. Seuss right now. I'm talking to the listeners. I don't know if the <laughs> listeners know, but like, yes, it's um, it was a book, but you, but are you caught up on the series? Um, I'm on the second season. Okay, yeah, me too. But I'm not all the way caught up. But right. it's the same thing where like they're trying to break away from Empire, but. Foundation just ends up being like as cultish and controlling. Like Harry Sheldon ends up kind of deifying himself, even though he was trying to save them from this like empire that refused to die. Like to the point where the emperor just started cloning himself so he can just keep living forever. Yeah, right. And ruling everything. It's it's really good, but it does. Um, I feel like that's why I've been drawn to sci-fi because you're able to study these like really complicated social political issues mm-hmm. without the lens of our biases yes thank you that amen amen i'm here <laughs> preaching it's sunday and i'm preaching so yeah i feel like that's what we we need creative thinking because thinking the way we have isn't going to get us out of this like we can't just be like okay it'll be better if i'm in charge it's like right. no you'll fuck it up too yeah <laughs> yeah Every, everyone's just a beady little rat at the end of the day. Yeah, well, we <laughs> you mean, that's why we have to have checks on power. Because, like, yeah, we were thinking, well, like, well, if I was in power, I would do this, this, and this. Like, no, you turn into Gollum like everybody else. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, Animal Farm, right? It, yes. Like, you know, it's just or like, uh, Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. No, yeah. if I was in power, I'd be bad. Like, I would, <laughs> yeah. if I was in power, I'd like, have a celebrity death match day one. <laughs> and then. Oh, who's in your, okay, I like so, this already. So I'm having I'm Taylor already. Swift. Um, I, not, I oh, like I, Taylor Swift, but who's she fighting? She's she's Miley Cyrus. I've heard of and I and I like both of them. But like, but both of the oh, I almost started crying. Someone no, has to go, no. but <laughs> someone has to go. Ta- let's just say for Taylor's head gets no, I'm know, cheering for Miley. Happen, something happens to Taylor, <laughs> and then um, and then I and then after she dies. We just wait. And I'm like, yeah, that's the new system right now. And I'm waiting to see what happens. And the people that rise loud. up. You can loud. Come the, down. Come down. <laughs> no, no, no. The people that rise up. The, no, the people that rise up and say that was wrong. That's who I start putting in leadership. Like, yeah, that was kind of oh. fucked up what I did, huh? That was kind of <laughs> fucked up what I did. I'm against it, too. But we had to see who the real ones are. They're going to stand up to yeah. power. Wow. Okay. That's an interesting system. I'm sorry that. There had to be the death of. Like, I'm sorry, stars. Taylor Swift. I love you. Why do we? But why do you think Miley? Will, I feel like Miley would win. Yeah, probably think, she's going to come in on a wrecking ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's going to come in on a wrecking ball. She seems scrappier, and she works. I'm, I don't know, but Taylor's on tour. I feel like that makes you strong too. Yeah, because and it's not like it's not. Why are we turning our heroes against each other? I know. That's what I'm saying. I'd be like, hey, that's not cool. But it is kind of like a gladiator kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. You just have one of those days. Here's the thing: if they br- if they brought back live gladiators with lions and stuff, it would be the biggest show on TV. It would be NFL. The NFL would be like, "Oh, we're taking this over and we're putting it on FanDuel." <laughs> yeah. 
No, like animal rights activists would stop that immediately. You know what? That's right. You're right. Well, no, but the gladiators fought each other. They didn't just fight animals. Yeah, I think the 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 lions technically usually won, too. Yeah. Well, but some it would, but I think there were bets even then. So I think I think human beings have always been the same. So for everybody who going confident like lion versus that, I'm putting money on the lion. But then there'd be a weasel like me who drugs the lion before the competition Mm -hmm. and puts all the money on the underdog and comes out on top. You put money on me then? Yeah. I I think I think if you're going to the the expense of having a lion. In the Coliseum, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're not going to go through a bunch of lions. No, you're going to no, have I, one no, lion no, that no. just mauls your dudes. No, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be a part of it. I'd be like the sneaky. Um, what's it? Who do people call who handle the bets? Those are call, not agents. What are those people call loan Book, sharks? Bookies. Bookies. Thank you, Zach. Bookie. I'd be a crooked bookie. Mm. You'd be a crooked bookie. Mm-hmm. Drugging the lions so I'd know who had the advantage. I, I, like how, I like how every incarnation of you through history is like, I'd be the voodoo wench. I'd be the crooked bookie. <laughs> I think I said voodoo priestess, not oh, wench, oh, but yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, you know what that made me think of, though? Because, you know, I like history. So I read a book about one of George Washington's slaves who ran away mm. and never got caught. The book's called Never Caught. And her name was Ona Judge. And while she was on the run, she was still in correspondence with the Washingtons mm. and they were trying to get her to come back. They're trying to do it nice and be like, yeah. girl, look, we know you made a mistake. Just come on back. Yeah. Everything will be great. You can be with your family again. You know, it'll be great. And so she's getting tempted because being on the run is hard. But she was like, hey, the only thing I want, because, you know, she had the people, you know, coaching her and stuff because she couldn't read. So she was like, I'll come back. But you just got to promise that any children that I have will be free people. Mm. And. George Washington was like, fuck no, I don't negotiate with slaves and called her an ungrateful wench. And so she was like, okay. And so negotiations broke down. And so as they often do with labor and management, and she decided (laughs) to be like, fuck this job and never was. Yeah. And just stayed free the rest of the She died a free woman. I'm like, you're talking to me out of the wrong side of your slave teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Yeah. He, he, um, um, he wasn't really with that, but yeah, she was a fascinating historical character. And and you think about that blue jacket, Washington's always painted in and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. She made that. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and like he would lend her out to his rich friends so that she could make their clothes. He made a lot of money off of her. That's what he missed was the money she wasn't bringing in anymore. And she was probably related to George Washington's wife because she was the daughter of her. Slave. She was a dowager slave. She actually belonged to Martha Washington. Mm. Wait, where, where did she end up, though? Because it just says she was never caught. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing. She wasn't really like giving out her location like that. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't dropping pins. No, she did a really long interview towards the end of her life um, for, I want to say it was in Connecticut, maybe. Uh, She was in the North. Because that was the other thing, too. You had to go to kind of re-education camps. So much of slavery was mental. Mm. So a lot of what they did, the Underground Railroad, was psychologically kind of helping recover from slavery. Yeah. Yo, I think that would be a great movie. I mean, because they do all this, like, but just focusing on what's that re-education look like? Yeah. And then... You know, juxtapose going from it. property to person. A person, yeah. Yeah, going to property to person. And then, like, juxtapose that to, like, everyday life now. And, like, you know, how can we relate? Yeah. Mm. If, if I'm with you. I agree with you, Sam. I think it would be great to see. But it's something that's not broke up because it kind of conflicts with the legacy of George Washington. Because oh. he was kind of generally seen as a good slave owner because he wasn't rapey. But 
Um, the bar is always set so, so low. low. <laughs> so low. But yeah. Um, he, two types of slave owners. Yeah. But like the way he maintain, maintained control, he just always kind of set the family separated so they couldn't run off together. Mm. I found out this week that we are the George Washington of podcasters. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? Time out. Because <laughs> 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 you're not rapey. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, really I didn't want to say the whole thing. I was like, is it put Alexander Hamilton in it's charge? Been, it's been what? a rough year for celebrity. Uh, uh, well, I don't want you guys to get you know deplatformed. We're not supposed to say the art crepe or sexually assaulters because you got Danny Masterson got all that time. Tory Lanez got all that time. I don't know. Who's Tory Lane? You don't know who Tory Lanez is? I love your world, Dyke. That's so great. Is it a sports person? No, it's oh. not. But it's I, it's funny how your mind went there yeah. when I said sexual assault, because yeah. it usually is. It's that Beatles um, song, Tory Lane. No, Tory Lane's, uh, he shot at oh, Megan Thee Stallion mm. a couple years ago. Mm. Uh, he got drunk at Kylie Jenner's house. It's an amazing story, actually. Um, they were just all, you know how it is. You have pool time at Kylie, you know, one of the Kardashians or whatever. You know, Kylie Jenner's house. You're just chilling. Everyone's getting drunk. They get into it. Um, and... You know, Megan, she's got a slick mouth. She was basically kind of going at him career-wise because it's like, I'm better than you. And um, he was like, all right, well, dance, bitch, and shot at her feet. You know, shot at her. Oh. Yeah, shot at her feet. I thought you meant like shoot a shot. No, he shot oh, like, physically okay. yeah. with a gun at her feet. You don't yeah. do that at a party. No, that's, you don't. That's, that's, a party, that's, that's a big party, party foul. You don't shoot. You don't. It's a big party foul, especially when you're at this white girl's, rich white girl's house in L.A., chill out. So um, he, uh, some of the shrapnel got in her foot. So, because everyone's like, he didn't shoot her. It's like, okay, he shot at her. Sorry. But that's yeah. still, like, ignorant. You don't do that. No, you don't. That's right. And especially because he's a foreigner. He's not even from here. He's from uh -huh. Canada. Uh -huh. So, it's like, <laughs> you can't just come into, like, a foreign country shooting I, at our pop stars. You know what? I, I got to say the same thing with Drake. I can't believe no Canadian thugs. I'm sorry. I, do, no. I don't care how hard your life was up there in the tundra. No, it was in the tundra or whatever. So, and, <laughs> and it was his second gun charge here. So not only have you come here and acted up, you've done it twice. So yeah, you he got have a problem. To, He's got a shooting problem. He does have a shooting problem. So yeah, he got 10 years for that. Uh, and also because he violated a lot of the terms too, because the judge ordered him not to talk about it. And mm. he did. And was intact. He kept calling Megan a liar. And was like, oh. yeah, it was a whole thing. So he got 10 years. And then Danny Masterson, same thing. He was kind of like, I didn't do nothing. And the, he was part of church Scientology. They were helping him cover it up. And they gave him 30 years. I don't like so, that. yeah, but I mean, he could have avoided by not sexually assaulting people. Do you think I was? I've been thinking about this a lot this week. Do you think the Scientology is done with him, or do you think they're like putting money on his books for the next thirty? Oh, they're years? done. He's just I think cut he's ties. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Uh, uh, what's their term for people who are? Um, oh, damn it! Like excommunicated? Not excommunicated. They have a word for people who are, um, you. but basically it's the same thing. You're shunned. Mm. You know, these people who are like, it's like a, it's not low vibration. They have a word for the type of people like you You have to disconnect from or basically you're just out of favor. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's, I'm obsessed with Scientology. Yeah, <laughs> it's real interesting. It is. It's one of my favorite like cults. Uh, it's my favorite cult. Yeah. We just did an episode on cults. Where's uh? What's her name? Miscavige. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 Shelly. 
Where's Shelly at? Where's Shelly in the scavenger? Where's Shelly? Man, go see Shelly no more. She's at the bottom of the Bermuda think, Triangle. Yeah, I think Shelly's dead. Or they also have like concentration camps. So she mm. might be at one of the concentration camps. <coughs> Excuse me? Suppressive person. Suppressive. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm going to start using that instead of toxic. You're being a real suppressive you're person being a real right now. Suppressive. <laughs> and he's saying, like, basically, it's their word for people who are trying to disrupt Scientology's work. Because mm. oh. you don't want to disrupt our grand leader, Ron. Yeah. Help me out. When you said concentration camps, is that. A real so, thing? Yeah. Like, they really do have... Um, David Miscavige, his dad wrote a book about having to escape one. Like, his... Like, it's crazy. Like, people really do have to physically escape these compounds sometimes. They have people who are just sort of... Um, it, it, one of the reasons people aren't believed is because it sounds so crazy. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there's all kind of... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Punishment so, farms. Yeah. That'd be a different tour de coupe. And the children who are raised in it, it's super sad too because they're um, a lot. Scientology believes that age is just an illusion. You're really like a billion year old soul in a tiny mm. body. So, as you can get, could you? There's a lot of sexual assault there, and they cover it up. So. Yeah, but on a happier note, some yeah, people are. on a happier note. <laughs> people are apprehended. Their stories are getting out there. There, it's because of the internet. It's a lot harder to run this game because now, when they the thing you'd have to pay hundreds of thousand dollars to find out, we all know about the little. Mm, you know, yeah. we all know about it now, so that it's harder for them to run their game. Is uh, what's the guy? Top Gun dude. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. Is he uh, is he distancing himself? No. From no. Here's the other thing. They get dirt on you. So, you know, Tom Cruise was going to be a priest before he got into acting. And his, um, so like their version of confession, they record it. Yeah. So and like basically, yeah, and blackmail you with it. So he's not going anywhere. And plus they'll take your kids. That's the other thing. Scientology is, it's really sad because when they broke up, um, they declared Nicole Kidman a suppressive person. So the kids they adopted together, they don't talk to her. It's well, like, he can't really, talk to his kids anymore. Yeah, that's why. What's his name? Tom Cruise's wife, the Kate Hudson chick. Because no. her daddy's a lawyer. She had to really coordinate her escape from him because they were going to, because she's like, I don't want you taking my daughter. So she had to be real slick with how she got away so that their lawyers wouldn't come in and like, because they can, they, they do all kind of stuff. They, they drowned somebody's dog. That to me was oh, like, okay. oh, I, I can't mess yeah, with them. That's... That's some cold ass shit right there. I was about to join and you just said that last mm -hmm. sentence. That's right. They drown puppies. Can you drop a beat for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to end with. We're going to end on drown puppies. Guys, that this is real awkward, but our new sponsor is actually the Church of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think we should distance ourselves from them. <laughs> they, got say like, they got deep pockets. <laughs> I renounce all my further statements. Kat, thank you so much for Thanks coming for on the show. Me. You're always a, a ray of sunshine. Thank you. Oh, and watch Fake Ass Book Club, guys. Check us out. Yeah, where can people find you and follow we're you on, on social Spotify, media? Spotify, we're on YouTube, all the places you can find um, podcasts. We're there. Um, we'll also be at uh, Made Man Improv at the end of the month. Um, we're we're just everywhere. Just check us out. We pop up. There's gonna be some opinions had. Where? On your podcast. Oh, big time. I got a lot of opinions, and I've got to uh, talk a lot. Daddy Shake. You can find me at Fab McKee on Instagram, threads. Zach Rowe. You can find me at Zach underscore Rowe on all social media. Uh, Casey Campbell. You can find me signing people up for Scientology. <laughs> yeah. You can reach me on Instagram at Danger Brewer. Also, fuck Batman. He's a cop. <laughs>
<laughs> E-Police. Casey is the L. Ron Hubbard of Heart of Brunch. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Dyke Michaels uh, across all social media. Also, check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Heart of Brunch. We have an extensive Patreon library where you can find all kinds of fun stuff of us talking for hours and hours and being silly. And saying uh, things that are almost illegal. Almost illegal to say. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.